guys. Uh, well, uh, this is a flashback to my high school days. Um, so I'm Michaela. Nice to meet you all if I haven't met you. I'm pretty sure I've met most of you. But anyways, so yeah, this is so awesome. It's such a pleasure to be speaking here tonight. Um, I'm just going to be kind of picking piggybacking off of Emily, who spoke last week, wherever, oh, she's standing right there, and she was talking about prophecy, and um, I kind of forgot the bullet points of what she was talking about, she was great, I wasn't here, so um, I was out of town, but yeah, I feel like I've been gone for like a month, so anyways, I'm just going to be talking about prophecy and loving people through the gift of prophecy, and so I know a lot of you haven't really, um, don't really, really know me, and this is my first time speaking, so I kind of wanted to share a little bit about who I am, and just kind of like my journey, and um, who I am, and so I'm going to be kind of talking about more so the gift of prophecy in my life, and just my journey in the prophetic, and just what God's done through my life, and so, yeah, so I grew up here at the church, though, I've been here since I was a little kid, but um, the Lord didn't really show his life to me, or show himself to me until... I was about like seventh grade, and um, I had Andrew as my youth leader and uh, some other people. And so we went to this camp, and people would always ask me, like, oh, you should pray for this person. Oh, you should, like, do this. And I would just give them that look, you know, like, no. <laughs> I'm not praying for them. And then they'd always ask me, and I'm just like, I don't know why you asked me. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. And so I just didn't understand, like, how people even prayed. You know, I didn't understand how people even got words. Like, a, like I don't even know what they're talking about. How are they getting stuff for that person? So anyways, this one girl, her name is Cindy, and she started asking me to pray for this different girls. And she said, like, hey, don't worry. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't really mean, like, she's like, it's just practice. And for some reason, that worked for me. Like, I don't know if I was, like, gullible. Like, oh, it really doesn't work. <laughs> like, if I pray for this person, it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> like, it's just practice. So <laughs> that's how I started praying for people because I didn't think it counted. <laughs> so I started praying for people. And um, then the more I started praying, the more it just started opening up my heart. And um, just, like, I just wanted to really get words for people. I just really wanted to God to pour out his spirit on them. I just really, like, in my quiet time, all I would ask for is, like, God, I really want, like, this person to be impacted. God, I want my, my prayers to impact people's lives. God, I don't yeah. want it just to be empty words. God, I want to hear your voice. And so, so it just started kind of transforming um, my, my prayer life and just uh, praying over people. And so then transition into high school. I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. You know, everyone's talking about, like, oh, I'm going to, like, Harvard. Oh, I'm going to, like, all these different places. <laughs> I don't know. There were some smart people at my school, and I wasn't one of them. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm smart now, but I wasn't. I didn't really apply myself. <laughs> so, anyways, people would ask me, like, what are you going to do for, like, college? And I'd just tell them, oh, you know, like, I just have a couple different options. Like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, I wanted to go to this school in the Hillsong. In Australia and so I just tell him oh I'm going to Australia like I'm gonna go to school there I'm gonna be like international and it sounded all cool so they're like that's awesome <laughs> and I wasn't even in or I didn't even apply I just told him, <laughs> I, just told him I was going because it sounded cool <laughs> so anyways I and I, God told me he spoke to me and he said that I wasn't gonna be going to a normal type of school 
And so I was like, okay, so that means like Hillsong is a Bible college, there's Christ of <laughs> the Nations, there's YWAM, there's, I don't know, the 12-inch journey, or 9-inch journey, I forget what it's called. Yeah. 18 inch, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm all, one of those, it's a number. <laughs> it says inch. <laughs> and so I had a whole list of stuff that I wanted to do, and I was like, all right, like God's going to tell me. And so I went on this fast, and I, I was like, all right, Lord, you're going to be telling me um, where I'm going to go on this, like after I fast. <laughs> and so uh, as my journey went on on this fast, uh, the Lord would tell me, like, okay, I'm not going to be going there. And I'd just get like, this knowing, like, I was, knew I wasn't going to go there, so I just crossed it off my list. And um, the longer it went on, the last day on my fasting, Pastor Daniel and Teresa came up to me, and they're like, hey, I know you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to do um, for college. When you're trying to figure that out. And I hadn't really told anyone, maybe, like, probably through Andrew, I feel like. Whoa. <laughs> but, but I hadn't really told anyone. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, so... Uh, I was like, oh, that's interesting that it's the last day. <laughs> so I met up with them for coffee, and they just started talking to me about, like, the giftings and just different things that they saw in me and just, like, this spiritual um, spiritual or prophetic gifting on my life. And so then they started talking about Bethel, and it's a school of supernatural ministry. It's up in Redding, California, if you haven't heard of it. And I went there um, for a what was it, a convention, or, like, just a conference, and for a week, and I wanted to go there, that's the crazy thing, like, I wanted, Bethel was my number one school that I wanted to go to, and I forgot it, like, I don't even know how that happens, but, like, it just, completely out of my mind, and I listened to their podcast, like, all the time, so I don't even know how that happens, but it was gone, like, it didn't even remember, like, and so, Pastor Daniel and Teresa said, like, we just really feel like Bethel would really flourish the giftings inside of you, and just all these things, and so I went home to kind of just think about it, but as soon as they started telling me that, I just felt this peace on my life, and just that this, yeah, just comfort, knowing, like, I think that's what I'm supposed to do, so I went home, and I listened to this podcast by Bill Johnson, and he was talking about how um, he was at this conference, and um, this stuff was happening, and he wanted to do something, and anyways, he laid down his plans, and later on that day, the Lord told him to pick up that plan that he had wanted to do for the convention, and um, did it, and he was, he used this symbolism as laying down the rod, like how Moses did, and then God told him to pick back up the rod, and so I felt like that's what God had done in my life, and that's why I forgot it, was because the Lord had showed me to lay down my life and my my plans for what I thought I wanted, and um, and then he gave me and picked, he told me to pick it back up, and then I went to Bethel, so those, that's been like the past three years of my life, I was up at Bethel, I've been here now for a year, um, so I did Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry for two years, and those were, like, the craziest times of my life. Like, they were amazing, but so hard, like, so, so hard, and uh, it was the best time of my life, but, and it really grew my character, but it was the hardest times of my life, like, for right now, at least, and uh, it was just a roller coaster of emotions. Heart surgery felt like every single day brain surgery, like, recreating how I thought, like, all this stuff was happening, and so that was just my, my life for those past two, for the past two years that I went there, it was just, just so much stuff happening, and so many things that the Lord was talking to me and telling me about, and so in my, going on my third year being there, everyone's applying for internships, and uh, they're trying to figure out what they're supposed to do, and so for me, 
I, I really wanted to do Jesus culture. Like that was, I was like, the Lord has told me, like I am supposed to work for banning. Like I don't care what I have to do. Like I will step chairs if I have to for a year until he notices me. I will serve him. And uh, so, and at the time they had just moved to Sacramento. Like it was super new them moving. And so I was like trying to write them. But for some reason, every time I tried to write them, my emails never went through. And just all these these things weren't happening. But I had said like I was going to go there and Dakota was like super against it because we were going out at the time <laughs> and that's my husband right there <laughs> and he was against it but I was just so focused on kind of like an all or nothing um, and so I was like it's okay we could do long distance like we got this don't worry about it like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna serve Banny and I'm like I'll come back in a year like it's only a year internship we can totally do this. <laughs> so he's like, Lord, I hope this isn't you. <laughs> so anyways, I didn't get that internship. But And then I was like, okay, well, maybe that's not it because I don't really have this piece, even though it's really what I want to do. And so I started coming up with all these different ideas different people of like okay well maybe I'll intern for her maybe I'll intern for her she's prophetic I like her like she's cool I like her or different people and it just I wasn't getting an answer I wasn't getting like this thing of like the Lord telling me like what to do and where I'm supposed to go with my life and so finally I just kind of got like frustrated but in a good way like not like really mad but just you know like Lord (laughs) and so Finally, one night before I go to bed, like I was, I could picture it right now. I was standing in front of my bed and I was like looking up at the ceiling and I was like, All right, that's it. I've had enough. <laughs> like, you are telling me tonight in my dream, like, who I'm supposed to work with, what I'm supposed to do for this next year, and what's going to happen. And so, and I made sure I didn't go into bed because I fall asleep in like one minute. So <laughs> I planned it. And so that night I went to sleep and God told me in my dream who I was supposed to work with and um, what I was going to, my position was going to be and just everything for the next year of how was that, that was going to work out. And so um, God talks to me a lot through dreams and that's just how he works with me and how he talks with me. And so anyways... He told me, and I ended up serving this one girl, went up to her, and I was like, hey, I know I don't really know you, um, but I felt like the Lord had told me this thing, and I told her my dream, and she said that's exactly what she's been praying for for the past four months, wow. is someone to come alongside her and um, just serve her and um, all these different things, so I got to work with her, and lo and behold, I didn't know that her dad or her stepdad was this seasoned prophet, and he had been in ministry for the past 50 years doing um, prophetic ministry, and he had worked with Kim Clement, Bobby Connors, Bill Jones, like all these, or Bob Jones, Bill Johnson, Bob Jones, (laughs) one of them, (laughs) and so just all these different guys, and he did itinerant ministry with all of them and got really sick, and so he couldn't, and so then I got to come alongside him and help build up his ministry and so it was just such an amazing opportunity of just me getting to serve this guy and just their family and um just kind of grow in like the heart of the prophetic and so I'm like I still like growing so much in the heart of the prophetic and what the prophetic is and I'm I'm an amateur but I've had some amazing leaders that I've just have gotten to pour into me and 
just run with. And so I'm so excited to be able to share this because my heart just burns for the prophetic and for um, the Lord just to reveal the prophetic on people's lives and them to see really what they're called to do. And so, um, honey, can you pass out those note cards? So he's going to pass out some note cards and we're going to do something here. So, yeah, just take one, pass around, and then we have some pens as well. And don't worry, this isn't you writing like your deepest, darkest secrets <laughs> and sharing them. <laughs> this is fun. It's really light. Really, really light. Just <laughs> like clarifying that. No anxiety needs to rise. <laughs> So just tell me when everyone has one. Yep. Does everyone have one? Yeah. Raise your hand if you don't have a note card. No one can hear me. Hello. <laughs> you don't have one? Oh, you have one. Oh, you don't have one? Oh, no, you have one. No, don't raise your hand if you have one. <laughs> raise your hand if you don't have one. Everyone has one. Awesome. Does everyone have a pen? Yay! Okay. I think we're ready. This is gonna go like super fast. So have your pens ready. <laughs> oh, no one saw that. <laughs> okay, so you're ready? Look down at your paper. You're about to write. Okay. Engines ready? Right <laughs> what? I'm about to tell you. This is going to be like super fast. So you're going to write the first thing that pops in your head, okay? Okay, everyone ready to write? Yeah. Wait, no, we have so many things. It's okay, I'm going to give you a topic. <laughs> Don't just start writing. <laughs> Okay, and it's a, okay. It's only going to be a, a one-word answer. Like, don't write a paragraph or anything like that. You won't have time. So, one word, right? Okay, ready? Look down at your paper. I want you to name the first thing that pops in your head about ice cream. Vehicle, or what, so, but, whatever. 
These are really random. Really random. I don't know. Can I say vehicle? Is this a prophetic vehicle? Vehicle. Okay. Wait, do we have a bucket? I need a bucket. <laughs> Uh, Do you have a bucket? The offering bucket? I forgot to grab one. Yeah, we're like it. Right you know, what do you think of when I say nature? I think the word nature. Well, be specific. Okay, that's fine. Do you think of a tree? Do you think of the grass? Do you think of a waterfall? I just think of the Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, now put your note card in here. And your pen. Nature. Don't look at my height! Okay, the bucket's gonna be a thousand dollars. Do that, it's fine. Do we need a pen? Sure. Whatever you like. I got you. Don't worry, it's just a bucket. Oh. Oh. Got it already? Go. How many y'all got my number Men and women alike, and they will prophesy. 
I will reveal startling signs from the wonders in the sky above and mighty miracles on the earth below. Yeah. Boom. Boom. All right. So we can end there. Um, that's it. Yay. That's all you need to know. If you don't get anything else, just read this verse and remember it, and God will change your life. But um, anyway, so just a little bit of, uh, of background. So this is uh, the day of Pentecost. This is happening when... Um, the <clears throat> the servants and um, just the there's people waiting in this upper room and they're waiting for Jesus to fall on them and he said that he's gonna come and they don't know how he's gonna come they don't know what's about to happen they don't they don't know anything and um, finally there's like a large group of them and they get like a, only 121 um, last in this room and they just uh, are praying day and night just waiting for this. Uh, thing that God has promised to give them and so finally it falls on them and it's the Holy Spirit that comes inside of them they've never had the Holy Spirit before the Lord has never revealed the Holy Spirit ever before and this is the first time he ever falls on um, on people and so finally they get so filled up that they have radical things happening the most craziest things you could probably ever imagine and have ever seen because it's so new is happening in this room and tongues of fire and just all these things you don't even know if it's real or if it's just being uh, like imaginary like stuff and um so anyways they go out because they're so filled up and this one guy i like the way he put it he was talking about commitment and he had said these different levels of commitment and he had said there's um there's uh, three different ones i forget like the first and last one but i remember the middle one was um just settling and it was just like you're doing stuff but you don't really like you're not really active in doing anything and then there's <clears throat> sorry my voice hurts um and there's another one where you are a little bit more active in it but you're still not fully sold on the vision of what is happening and then the last level of commitment is evangelism and that means you're so filled up you can't contain it anymore you have to let it out you have to say something about it and that's kind of that's what happened and this is peter who's talking right now and he is a, he's saying this and he's talking to these people there's a crowd that forms and they think they're all drunk on the holy or drunk in like real life and peter goes it's too early to be drunk like <laughs> and then he goes on and he gives the best preach of his life he is on fire literally probably on fire <laughs> but <laughs> and so he just says it's just overflowing out of him he's just so filled up the holy spirit has just come and just like it filled him to the brim and so he starts talking and he starts saying this and if you don't know this was the same peter who denied christ six weeks prior and who wow. said he didn't know him who said wow. he um he was never a part of anything wow. like you've got the wrong guy and just six weeks after that he starts uh, giving the best preach of his life and he is filled and he can't contain himself anymore because of the holy spirit has just yeah. come and uh, attached himself to him and and these people are moved these people 3,000 plus people give their lives to the Lord and they're filled up and they say they want that Holy Spirit that is on him and you know what happens is that they were so attracted to that they they had to have it and the prophecy he was prophesying to them that's why he was giving them life he was telling them something about what they were and telling them who they were meant to be he was yes. breathing life into them and so prophecy is attractive so if you're single just remember that so anyways so prophecy so 
though he was speaking life into them. He was telling them who they were calling them to be. And so so that's what he was doing. And so, so he denied him the first time, right? And it's because he partnered with the spirit of doubt, with the spirit of fear, with spirit of man. And he and spirit of man, once you, you partner with that, you can't partner with Christ. Wow. You can't partner with both sides. So he's partnered with him the first time, and then finally he partnered with the Holy Spirit the second time, and the Holy Spirit was able to break the doubt and fear off of him and able to say, you have what it takes. You have what it, uh, like, uh, no more fear is going to hold you back anymore. He's breaking off every single lie that the the enemy tried to hold him bound to, and he broke off and he started preaching, and he started just (laughs) overflowing in the love of God. And so the number three is the number of divine help and protection and um and guidance and so <clears throat> sorry and so oh thank you okay um yeah so it's the number of help and guidance so when he denied him yeah so anyways yeah so he tells you you can do this and you have what it takes and so that's what it does. It brings life, and that's why Ezekiel it tells them that he'll bring these dry bones into life, and so wow. it actually it's, it really does bring life into your bones. It really fills you up. It gives you life. It that's what the prophetic does. That is the spirit yeah. of prophecy. Yeah, it brings yeah, yeah. life. It brings hope. It brings vision. It brings people without a vision will perish. It brings that vision to people so they're able to now step into that that hope for them, that future for them. And so there was this one time I was at school, and I was like. I was so offended because uh, there's like all this stuff happening around me and um, this guy Georgian Banoff was on stage and if you don't know who he is, he stirs up every single kind of like gifting possible and he is crazy. He's wild in the spirit and so everyone is uh, going crazy and I'm like, this is this is so disrespectful. <laughs> like, and I was just like, I couldn't concentrate on anything he was saying, and I was like, I don't even get how like these people are doing this. And so, anyways, yada yada yada, I went off in my mind, and the Lord told me, He's like, lay down, and because He couldn't talk to me while I was sitting up because I was offended, and so He needed me to lay down. And so, um, finally, when I lay down, the Lord says, "Your spirit's been dying. It's time for you to come alive again." And uh, um. And at that time, a, a jolt of lightning went through my body, and I started, um, my body started reacting to that. And so as my body started reacting, I told the Lord, no, 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 I don't want that, I don't want that. <laughs> I told him to stop, and he, he said, he stopped it, and he said, okay, I can stop it. Whoa. He said, but you can either cho- choose to partner with me, or you can either choose to partner with disbelief. Whoa. And so, and at the time, I was like, all right, like, that sounds good. So, and that's what it does, that you can either choose, that's like, that's the fear of men on people's life. And wow, I hate the fear of man and the spirit of fear on people's lives, because it holds them back. It causes doubt. It only causes disbelief in people's life. It holds them back from, like, truly stepping into the calling. And then, and so that's what that's all it does. It breeds doubt in people's lives, and it is it makes me so angry that people get held back by this, and they don't like just break through and step into that calling of what God has for them. And so, and like that's the thing about like prophecy. That's the thing about like speaking to people. Like no one cares if you get prophecy wrong. Like it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like okay, has anyone ever gotten a really good word? You could yeah. raise your hand. Okay, and what did you do with that word? 
Did you write it down? Yeah. Yeah? Did you try to, like, at least remember it and try to be like, oh, like, put the date on it, right? And you're, like, trying to get every single word you can that that person spoke to you. And that's what happens when you get, like, this amazing word. Now, has anyone ever gotten, like, not really a great word, not, like, a bad word where it hurt, but, like, nah, I don't think that word was for me. (laughs) And it was just like, "Uh, I'll put that one on the bookshelf. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't think that's right. Okay, now, has anyone ever tried to write that down? Has anyone ever tried to, like, do you even remember what that person said? No. Do you even remember the person that spoke that to you? No, because no one cares. If it, you don't get it right, it's not a big deal. No one remembers that. No one says, that it's like a walking through and walking to somewhere and remembering the color of stones that were on something. Or the color, like, the color the walls were painted or anything like that. Like, no one really remembers those things because it doesn't matter to them. It's not a big deal to them. And that's the same thing about prophecy. When you prophesy to someone, if you don't get it right, like, it's not a big deal. It's like, no one's going to remember that. They're going to let it go as soon as it went in. And and so you don't have to try to be worried about, like, this, like, getting it wrong, of not getting it right. And it's so exciting because that's the relationship part of the prophetic that's the the part that god wants you to come alive and that's like the best part of learning prophecy is that that relationship side the intimacy that it creates like you know don't be afraid of getting it wrong because you get to learn the voice of the lord on your life like that's the only part that matters like if you're so worried about getting it wrong that's that's um it's not yeah it's the spirit of fear but word I'm trying to remember and then write it down (laughs) 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 Uh, it's just uh, okay but anyways it's just yeah it's not the point God wants you to fall in love with his heart. God wants yeah, you to try to yeah, hear yeah. his word, to try to get you yeah. to respond to the gifting, because the gifting is so empty without that relationship. So the gifting is just only half full. It's only, it, it will cause you to lack if you only try to go for the gifting. Yes. And so, that, so he talked about two different ways of how to see him. So he said visions and dreams, and that word visions is, divine appointments appointed appearances it can also mean our eyes are open to have divine encounters and see into the spiritual realm and so that's a couple ways but then there's also i talked about dreams how god talks to me and then there's like seeing pictures or seeing open visions or seeing actual visions in your mind or just all these different ways how the lord is going to talk to you and so but it doesn't happen like you have to ask for it you have to seek after it and because uh, knock and the door will be open seek yeah, and you will yeah. find it's a uh, matthew 7 7 like he wants you to pursue his heart yeah. because he's waiting for you to just on that other end as soon as you knock as soon as you pursue it's just like when i said like god i want to have um i want to have a heart for you i want to have a heart for your people i just pursued that and it, yeah. it's not i didn't have it beforehand i had to actively pursue that and say like all right what's your heart for these people what's your heart for this person that yeah. i'm praying for wow. and as soon as i went and to pursue that the lord came and he met me wow. and uh, and so yeah it's just the greatest journey it's just the best part of the journey is getting to know his voice in your life of getting to hear his heart and uh, like i can't explain that like it would be it would be so sad to train someone in the prophetic and not 
teach them the intimacy behind that. Because that's the heart of the prophetic. That's the heart of prophecy is that the relationship is the intimacy behind that. And um, that's really what the Lord longs for in this. And so... um, and so as you learn how to hear God's voice, there's just, you have to remember how to, per, like, you perceive God in the lens that you see life. And so that means that, like, what is God to you? Is he a good God? Is he a just God? Is he faithful? Is he, is he a lover? Is he a, a healer? Is he the miracle worker? Is he a, the great prophet? What What is he to you? Because you will always prophesy based on that lens that you view life. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you don't have, when you have a wrong lens, that's how people get spewed prophetic words. And that's how people get hurt. Is because they're not actually prophesying with the right heart behind it. They're not prophesying based on that love for that person. They're prophesying because of something that is wrong in their eyes with the Lord and that's not coming from a pure heart and that um and so that it's so important to be able to recognize the different lenses that you're viewing God and the different ways that you're seeing God in your life um and so yeah so this is the fun part okay okay so this is exciting so this is this is how God talks to us, right? God talks to us all in different ways. Everyone is uniquely different. Everyone has a different way of how they're going to hear the voice of the Lord in their life. And it's so important to know that because if you think that you're not listening, if you think that God's going to talk to you the same way as someone else, then you're going to miss his heart for you. You're going to miss that, that voice for his life but that he's trying to talk to you and and you're just going to try to think that, oh, like, the Lord doesn't hear me. The Lord doesn't know me. The Lord... Um, Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I can see the little heads. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're going to think if, it, if you don't know the way God talks to you, you're going to think that he's just bypassing you and he's, he's not there for you. And stuff. so you have to learn how God is talking to you. Okay, so here's a couple of different ways. So when I say ice cream, this is how a couple of people, this is what people think. So some person thinks sprinkles. Another people, another person thinks chocolate chips. Another person thinks cold. Another person thinks chocolate sweet. And then when I say like cars, they think car. <laughs> they think Benny. I don't know Jenny. Genesis. I don't know. <laughs> um, another person thinks. <laughs> I don't, I can't read your writing. Car Evan. Car van. Alright, let's go on to nature, maybe. <laughs> um, let's see, we have, I can't read anyone's handwriting. There's a lot of guys, I guess, in here. Sorry. Okay, someone. <laughs> okay, so someone thinks bear. Okay, that's a good one. Another person thinks a tree. Another person thinks life or alive. Another person thinks of a rainforest. Um, and another person says green. So there's all these different ways of how people, when I say a word, how people think. And that is so exciting because that means we all have a different way of how we perceive and how we hear things. And that is how we're uniquely designed. That is, and that's important to know because, okay, so 
All right, so say this person, this person needs to hear a word from the Lord, and the word is that they need, um, they just need to know that God is with them. And they're, they're crying out, God, I just need to know you're here for me. God, I just need to know that, that you're faithful. God, I just, like, I just need to know you're with me right now. And so this is the great part about how God speaks to us. So the, God's going to maybe tell me, like, a prayer room, right? He's going to um, say a prayer room, and maybe for another person, he's going to think of a, a place that they were at, um, Niagara Falls, whatever. It doesn't matter. And so God's going to tell me prayer rooms because he's going to know, like, when I went through a really hard time, every time I went to the prayer room was when I was going through a really hard time in my life, and every time I went there, it was to find him. It was to see his faithfulness. Yeah. It was to remind myself of where he was in my life. And so then he he tells someone else Niagara Falls because they maybe they didn't know God. Maybe they were searching for God and they were trying to figure out because they had been through all of these hard things. Like, you know, maybe their mom died or whatever it was. And so they were just trying to find, like, God's faithfulness, God's goodness. And so they went to this trip and um, they um, went to Niagara Falls. And finally when they got to Niagara Falls, they felt the presence of the Lord there. And their life was transformed, right? And so uh, there's these two different things that had happened, but the same thing that God had wanted to share happened yeah. to both of us, right? right. And so God's not going to tell me Niagara Falls, and God's not going to tell the other person the prayer room because He knows that when I think yeah. of when He tells me Niagara Falls, I have no nothing to um, resemble that in my life. And so then when I hear Niagara Falls, I'm going to think oh, well, I think this person has a heart for adventure. I think this person, you know, like, God wants to take you on this adventure, and God wants to share with you, like, all these different things, and you have a heart for traveling and whatnot and whatnot. And then this, he tells the other person, prayer room, and then they're going to say, oh, well, you have a heart for intercession. I just see intercession all over your life and, like, and all these different things. And he's not going to do that because he knows the way you're going to line yes. things up in your life, and he uses those things that you think he wants you to actually yeah. use those memories. He wants you to yeah. use those different ways of how God is talking to you to That's piece right. those things together to that person. Uh-huh. And so that way when he tells you these things, and that's the great thing because he knows exactly where you're at. He's not going to say, like, something like level 23 in the prophetic, you know, thinking, like, you're only at level 2, and hopefully you're going to get that. Like, hopefully you'll... I'm going to tell you this word, and hopefully... One day you'll get it. Like, he doesn't do that because he knows exactly where you're at, and he wants you to come higher. He wants you to to figure these things out because his heart is for intimacy. Right? Because his heart is to know you. His heart is for you to know him, for you to grow closer to him. And so he's going to tell you exactly where you're at, and then you're going to go from there. And then he's going to, sometimes he's going to change the way he talks to you, right? And so sometimes he might stop the way you've been hearing him, and then he's going to change it because he's trying to grow you, because he's trying to mature you, because he's going to take you, all right, I'm going to take you a little bit deeper now. I'm going to take you to this different place yeah. and you're going to learn how to talk to me there and then but then you get to know his heart for you then you get to decide okay all right god like i understand like you're not you're not stopping like you're not done talking to me you're just changing something yeah. and you can feel it yeah. and you can then you get to find out and then it becomes fun like all right now god's going to take me somewhere else how are you talking to me how are you what are you saying to me right now how are you going to use this situation to talk to me and i always I always say stuff, and I always do things, like, all right, like, if I get a little nervous, or, like, if I feel like I haven't really heard the voice of the Lord in my life in a while, I haven't really done something, I say something, I say, like, God, if you're with me, you'll do, like, I'll say something small, you know, like, 
whatever it is. I'll just say like, oh, buy me a coffee today, whatever it is. And then something will happen like that. And so just knowing like how you can pull on the Lord of what you want. Like I, how I told him, like, God, I need to know an answer of what I'm supposed to do for my next year. I pulled on that. Yeah. I, I pulled on the Lord and I said, this is what I need from you. Yeah. And so, and he gives it to you. Because he's waiting for you to pull on him. He's waiting for you to partner with him. He's waiting for you just to engage in that. And say, God, I'm going to step into this. What do you have for me? And so that's how the Lord uses the voice in your life of, all right, and how you're going to pursue people. And how you're going to talk to them. And how to pour out on people. So he's not concerned about different things that you've done. He's not concerned about your past. He chose Peter six weeks prior, denied him. He chose Peter, who said he, you know, he said he didn't know God. And yet, six weeks after, he caused this crazy revival in people's lives, and he shifted things just like that. He caused this overflow in his heart, and he was. Like, and he just said, God, like, Peter, like, you're ready. Yeah. Like, you got this. <laughs> and so he's not concerned with your past. You know, like, Thank you, you're not a sinner once you've accepted the Holy Spirit into your life. Whoa. And sinner is not a title of something you've done. It's who you were before you accepted the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's who you were before you were born again. And then once you were born again, you were transformed and transfigured, and his love came inside of you, and you were recreated and put into the temple. And you were formed the temple, and that's John 14 through 16. And so, I like this verse. It says in Ephesians 2, 10, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined together to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. That's a passion translation. That's good. We have become his poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined together to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we are born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. <laughs> the, more we give of Jesus, the more we give of ourselves, the more we get of Jesus. We just pour out our life on him and he pours it right back. It's a full circle. It goes back and forth. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is great. God is training up. I don't know what you guys think, but God is training up a movement of prophets. Yeah. And he's training up for the equipping and in the revealing and to the activating people. And he's doing that. And so he's awakening a generation of people into the spirit of prophecy. It's not just meant that he's pouring out that same prophetic movement, that same spirit of prophecy that is on his prophets or this 
prophets, and he's pouring that all onto the people. And there's going to be a generation of people that rise up into the spirit of prophecy. And it's not just meant for one person. It's not just meant for the person who gives these crazy words. It's meant for everyone who joins together and says that they want the spirit of prophecy on their lives. Who want to hear the voice of the Lord deeper into their lives, more on their lives. And so he's he's training up this uh, people. And so what's crazy is that for the prophets back in the day, they didn't have this Holy Spirit inside of them. (laughs) The prophets didn't have this Holy Spirit inside of them. And they weren't... (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. They didn't have the Spirit, Holy Spirit inside of them. And it wasn't until Jesus was at the cross that people were able to be to be regenerated again by the resurrection. The prophets were prophesying and changing kings' hearts. They were changing nations. They were changing cities. Wow. They were going forth and they were breaking the breaking off hopelessness in people's lives and they were calling people into a greater purpose they were breaking off and decreeing over lands and decreeing over peoples the things that were going to change and now we have that holy spirit inside of us that means we have the holy spirit they didn't Wow. Now we get to step into a greater purpose of what the the Lord meant and the Lord wants to do on this earth. And so now we have that same, we have the authority to take the nations. We have the authority to take cities. We have the authority to take over our families, the authority to take over, you know, if that's too big, think of the person right next to you. We have the authority to break off the strongholds on people's lives, to break off the strongholds of your family's lives, the the generations that have held you back. Cal State, we have the authority to take over and to cause life into that school, cause life into this church even greater. And so now we get to walk in that same spirit of prophecy and we get to come forth and we don't get to be silent anymore. We get to use our voice and we get to break off those things that have held people bound and to just come and create life in people. No more is that these dry bones are going to stay dry. We're going to fill them up and we're going to have life inside of them. So you could just stand right now. Jesus for this time that we've had here tonight. God, we call forth your spirit of prophecy into this room. Yes. Yes, thank you, Lord. God, I I declare that these people know your voice. God, I declare that these people, they will rise with you, God, that they know who you are, that they know your spirit. God, that that it doesn't matter what they've been through, it doesn't matter the things that they've gone through, it doesn't matter if they've if they said that 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 they've denied you, that they don't know who you are. It doesn't matter anymore. God, we just call forth you to fill up people, to bring life into them, to bring hope into them. 
that you know his voice, that you aren't weak, that you are powerful, that you have the authority that God has given you. Yes. God, and you are here in this place. We just thank you for your revelation that you've given us. And we just say that, just come and move in these people right now. Yes. Come on.